Oh, and feel free if you'd like. I know, I know, uh, I, I don't know if we talked about it. Uh, we, we do curse. So if you want to swear, Just go ahead and swear. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Blake will make up for it because he swears okay. a lot. Um, but yeah, so feel free. We don't edit any of that shit out. So. We should well, beep. We should okay. somehow figure out how to beep out swears randomly ruin the and episode. do an episode with beeps. I wouldn't it would just speak. be all beeps. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's fucking do this before we just talk for an hour and not actually do it. <laughs> what time is it? 8.49. Okay. Blake. Are you yes, ready? Ellie. Or are you busy fantasy footballing? That's exactly ready? what I'm You're doing. Ready? I knew it. I'm just checking to see if you're still losing to me. Okay, good. I am. <laughs> it's pretty much a done right. deal at this point. I think. Yeah, I know. It, well, unless he has a big second half. Anyway, we can talk about it. All right, let's. Uh... <clears throat> there we go. All right. Are you gonna come? Fuck off! Never mind. Doesn't matter. I'm not even gonna do it. All right, you ready? Okay, three, two, one. Welcome everybody once again to Geezers and the Kid. We're back here as always with Blake. <laughs> Aaron, it's been, been it's been a minute. It's gone. Uh, last episode was released, I think it was February third, and <laughs> and it's now it's September. Been, so there you go. It's been two weeks. It's not. I don't even think two it's weeks. been two weeks. Yeah, it's been two weeks. It it's been and it it's been it a, it's been a fun two weeks. Uh, well, we had a long we, weekend in there. Long weekends and. We were supposed to re- release an episode that we actually legit recorded like middle of July. And yeah, that's going to be a little dated. It's just our friends, so we don't really care that much. <laughs> I know. I know it's true. It's true. But we make references to like a UFC fight. <laughs> the Conor McGregor in July. fight. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, the whole like, half of the episode, we're talking about Conor McGregor, the Conor McGregor yeah, fight that happened six months ago. Bad. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be cool. Anyway. Oh well. Aaron, you've been. Uh, what's been going on with you the last uh, last couple of weeks? Playing Did a commercial hockey? for uh, playing hockey for Team Canada yeah, on the side. Um, no, I did a commercial for uh, Manitoba Dental Association uh, a week and a half ago. Oh. So that was cool. Ties in my well with the will, hockey theme, right? My face will be seen on 113 buses soon. So I got chills damn. Hey, bus? Yeah. Did you so say buses? That, that, yeah, transit. Yeah. Why don't so, you fucking tell me these things? Well, I save it for a surprise. Like, right you gotta. I, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find the buses and and, like, and color on. I want to color on a, the great big giant <laughs> afro that I've been wanting to see since the picture that I saw of you when you were in like grade four or whatever it was. Right? <laughs> I need. I need to see that thing again. It was fantastic. I found a picture from like when I was 18, just the other day, where I have a, a huge afro. It's kind of funny. Need to they see. They have it. film. They had. Ca- they had camera film back then. Yes, oh, yes. Wow. It's, all, it's in black and white. And I'm the geezer, right? One of the geezers. Thanks, Blake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a dick. Oh, is that what I was implying? <laughs> yeah. And I uh, wrapped a film that was uh, casted, I was casted out of Ontario for. We wrapped up in Lawthorne two Sundays ago. Which is Why were you than... in all these random ass small towns? Great question. Uh, the, the whole film is filmed outside, so they chose random 
Manitoba, rural Manitoba towns, which all really look the same. They're all beautiful, but it really. So why did you have to go to a bunch of different small towns? Is that's more my question. question. Why couldn't you go to like Treehern and that's it? <laughs> right, and that's one of the places you went because I'm sure they could have found the <laughs> found the you know the area the old dilapidated barn in. <laughs> Oh my God! They have a gravel road on this one, but the yeah, well, yeah, they have dilapidated houses and gravel roads in Transcona. Why couldn't you just go there? Could have done that. Yeah, it was a period piece. They needed to see old covered wagons and shit, so they went to Transcona for it. Yeah, horse and buggy. Um, (laughs) There's like a actually, I think Transcona is more like broken TVs on the curb and like. (laughs) I shouldn't talk too much. Transcona. Transcona? Yeah. I think I've only ever heard of Trascona, but oh yeah, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. coming in Ooh. hot. Bunnums. Well, let's Ooh. not uh, let's not uh, leave this alone here. That yeah. lovely voice that we just heard is our guest today. Um, my cousin by marriage, I guess, in a way, is that a good way mm. to kind of put it? Uh, Tamara, fairly appropriate. Yeah, and if you yeah. ask Tamara, known... it's a loose acquaintance that she met a number of years ago. That <laughs> yeah, Unfor- unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, uh, she she had to now has to now put up with me. Um, Blake's not paying attention to us because he's watching the football game that he hopes he's his... listening. He's listening. I know, but you're he's not listening. looking at us, and not, you're not. Do I need to be involved. looking at you? Get the fuck out of here! Keep talking. Oh wow, Jesus Christ! You're not going to win. It's just fine. They're not going to throw it to Cooper Cup. Anyway, welcome Tamara. Thank you for Very coming nice. out and uh, coming on to the show. And sorry, um, what was that? I'm, what was that? Can you see the replay in the background? Uh, oh, did you just get a touchdown? Sixty-yard touchdown to Cooper Cup. Oh, There's also a flag on the play, but anyways, carry okay, good. on. Good, it's coming back. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, thank you for coming on. You're going to be cut off twelve times by Blake throughout the episode here. I'm sure. <laughs> um, really appreciate it and uh, and yeah. how you doing i'm doing pretty good it's Fantastic. been a good year coming back off of mat leave i've been back for just over a year now so it's kind of nice to Excellent. be not just a mom anymore <laughs> yeah. yeah right <laughs> you can actually do like adult i love how you thought about yeah. what you were gonna say before you said it there <laughs> <laughs> I saw the hesitation of wait, do I am I, I, am I am my is it fucked person. up if I say this? Or is... <laughs> I'm not controlled by by somebody who's two feet tall. Oh shit, yeah, yes, I am. Exactly. Son of a bitch. It's okay. Elliot tries to control me too, and he's only about two feet tall. So <laughs> when I'm wearing shoes, like that's... you said it, not me. Yeah, I know. Well, I have to feel like you 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 make perfectly good comments and I can't argue it. So I may as well try to be self-deprecating a little bit and just you can't argue the fact that you're two feet tall. I feel like you should <clears> some, <throat> something for that. Well, okay. Two and a half. We'll just go with that. Me and the Smurfs, three apples tall. It's good. Um I saw the boosters. So, I saw all these little little stools around Elliot's house today. It's just so oh, he can right. get up on the counter and it's quite reach things wow. on the top shelf. I know. Uh, no, that's a, there's a ladder for that yeah anyway so well, carry yeah. on anyway so um i wanted to have uh it was it was suggested to have you on the show actually by my mother-in-law uh your aunt we'll go with that um there's a lot and, of uncertainties and I, and I as to thought, how you two are related 
<laughs> it freaks me out a little bit like i kind of wonder like well our relationship is purely by marriage that's 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 about yeah. the extent of it mm-hmm. however and right. whatever that's where we're going but uh and 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 i and i loved the i loved the thought of of having you on i just i part of the reason why i never really talked about it brought it up with the guys or with you before is i i wasn't really sure if we could even have you on the show given your job that you do in that place that you live that we're not going to talk about kind of like how Blake and I don't talk about where we work um, <laughs> or, don't, or don't work or don't work because Blake is unemployed. so there you go <laughs> Blake is officially a leech on He's society not, and Blake is uh, not unemployed <clears throat> Blake accepted a new job with another company and the Yay. current company that he was working for politely told him to f- walk out of the door and so he did that's where where we are Carry I can't on, wait till you're it. officially. I can't wait till you're officially off the books and may actually bring up who it was that you did work for. <laughs> I'll say who I. I'll say who I worked for in a couple of weeks. <clears throat> Easily, I won't, say who, I won't say who I've accepted a job with now. And the job I've accepted now is a lot more public too. So I, I right have on. to smart. You got to be a, a good bit, boy. But, yeah, you can't but, swear uh, so much. Yeah, but I will say where I worked in a couple of weeks. Most people that listen already know me and know, but. <laughs> our six yeah, listeners in the like, united states yeah. and our one listener in australia they'll be sitting on the edge of their seat mm-hmm. no they're not they're really not no. <laughs> um so tamara did i was i part of the did i help you learn how to drive standard i feel like it was you or your sister i just don't remember who it was i think that was my sister because okay. i drove my first time ever driving a standard it was a ford explorer in a baseball (laughs) nice i i just got really excited to think that where else would you drive a ford explorer (laughs) (laughs) and surprise it didn't get even get stuck that 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 (laughs) is a surprise but i know trust me i know Um, (laughs) I, i was hoping i was hoping a little bit that that i that I was the one that helped teach you how to drive standard because then it would make me feel a little bit cooler because you have, you have a really cool job and I, I never would have expected, cause I've known you for, for a long time since before you were actually working. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew you when you were yeah. in high school. Right. So, <laughs> um, so, and, and, and I would have never, if I, if I rewound back and told that self of mine in early 2000, that Tamara is going to be, a mechanic and work where she works now I'd probably giggle a little bit because I would have never pictured you in that uh, kind of role so it's 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 super cool that that's where you are because you don't hear too often of a female in that industry it's job. a male dominated yeah. industry yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it is yeah, yeah. So, so why don't we so let Tamara like, tell us where she works so that we don't fuck it up? <laughs> I, I was I was just like, you just let me talk for once. I know you have a problem with always needing to talk. I'm just going to go back to the football game. Yeah, just turn around <laughs> and watch the fucking game and we'll talk to you in half an hour. I wish I could mute you, but you're the Shut one Shut up, with all I'm control. in power. I could anyway, mute you right now. So, like he started yeah. the meeting, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also do all so, the editing, so I could, could just completely cut him out of the episode if I want. <laughs> just everything, just like randomly. <laughs> You'll leave the intro in because you know you can't do that. Turn, turn him into a talking head. 
Jesus. So, uh, Tamara, tell us, tell us yeah. what you do, how you got into it. Just tell us everything. Um, I, that's a very broad question, comment, but but that's <laughs> easiest way for me to get into it. This is why go. I usually do most of the talking. Right. Okay. So, I guess the first place to start would be when I was in high school. Um, no idea what I wanted to do. I love sciences. I took lots of chemistry, biology, Ugh. all of the maths and stuff. I loved it. Honestly, Ugh. sidebar, if I won the lottery, I would be a full-time student for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. I just love I it. always knew there was something wrong with Such you. Such a disappointing thing to hear. Did, did you have, I know, did like a, I know. did a car hit you in the head or something at one point? And cause uh, this, like, I think that probably weird need to be in school. Like, Jesus. I don't anyway, know. Sorry. The, the quest Carry for on. knowledge. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> I kind of had it in between. I either wanted to be a nurse or... A mechanic. Actually, if you asked my five-year-old self what I was going to be, I was going to be a neurosurgeon. So oh, wow. that was pretty high expectations. And then I realized that I would be dead until I died. So I decided against <laughs> True story. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I basically started taking all the classes to make sure that whichever I chose, I would be able to. And I started taking mechanics in high school. And the high school that I went to had a very trades orientated area. So there was lots of carpentry, welding, like all of that stuff was there. So when I took my, the mechanics class there, I absolutely loved it. And I was like, I could see myself doing this as a career. I really like it. And then I kind of was confronted by a family member who basically said like, do you want to come home to a baby with dirty hands? And I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, I'm 17. I don't have a boyfriend. I'm not even thinking about kids or marriage or anything like that. How is that going to be a factor in me choosing a career? And it ended up being kind of the defining moment where I was, you know what? I am going to do this. I am going to do this. Yeah. Like, that's kind of 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 it. Yeah, that's a that's a big. Uh, well, I'm gonna tell you to go fuck yourself, and I'm gonna do what I want to do now. And you just convinced yeah. me. Thank you very much. So, yeah. And honestly, like I know a few of my friends that did go into nursing, and they spent a lot of Friday the Thirteenth full moons in the emergency ward that oh. were absolute nightmares. And I work Monday to Thursday <laughs> during the day. Every weekend's a long weekend, and I really don't regret my choices <sighs> at all. That's amazing. Yeah. So so I work for your local friendly police outfit. (laughs) Well, I guess it would be my local. Ours, but yeah. (laughs) Yes. Hey. Where I live. My local friendly police service. So I'm currently in the setup and acquisition department. So I build new police cars wow that's so pretty cool. cool and how so it's been what two years since you started working with them three years no four years five it's years it's been Shit. five years five years okay <laughs> I, I, yeah. I like i know oh, it's still kind Elliot. of recent but not but not like last week kind of thing yes yeah. sorry yeah anyway so, so five years it was kind of funny like so my husband also mechanic um i'm terrified that my son's going to become a mechanic. 
it's probably the most expensive trade that you could get into. And I'm kind of hoping for electrician, maybe minimal. Is tools. that expensive just because your tools? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I sidebar again. My husband and I were talking to our snap on representative because we had the same one for a really long time. And collectively, we spent $96,000. Wow. Like lifetime or this year? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like a lifetime, but yeah, kind of so far. And that's just with him. That doesn't count any other tools that we have purchased otherwise. Yeah, um, that's only Snap-on. Yes, exactly. And I do have other tools that are not Snap-on because I mean... If I'm only going to use it every once in a while, I'm not buying a Snap-on just because I could go buy that tool at Princess Auto for 10 bucks and Snap-on it's 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah. But if you're only yeah. using it every once in a while, you don't need it to, to last very well. But this is what you get from it. I'm going to show you guys a picture of my toolbox. Yeah, that's dope. That's your pink toolbox, right? I was going to yeah. say, it's like you, you will still be a girl as much as you can. And, and I know that you have... I've seen, I've seen, I've seen a picture of that toolbox before. And I think you have other tools that I've seen pictures of I, that have yes, like pink I, handles. My and and... impact gun is pink. Um, I think they just <laughs> see me coming. I must have this neon sign on my forehead saying, we'll trade in for pink, anything. <laughs> what kind of mechanic is your husband? Uh, same. He's automotive. He is. Okay. He's a manager of a, of a private shop here. Cool. So non-city employee either. <laughs> nice. Amazing. So um, I know that you first got into your first kind of job in the industry was at kind of like oil change place, right? Yes, it was actually. Yes, I got one right for once. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> sweet. So we had to do this uh, like career life management course through high school. And when I was leaning towards being a mechanic, I told my teacher this and he, he tried to set me up as a sh job shadowing a physiotherapist for our CFL team. Oh. <laughs> I was like, why is everybody so against me becoming a mechanic? <laughs> so I was kind of a little like... I don't know, down on myself about it. And so I was like, you know what, whatever, I'm just going to try this out. And so I ended up calling around to a few lube centers because I figured that I'd probably get in easier there than a mechanic shop. And I originally, I'm not even going to lie. I don't even know if I've told my husband this before, but I <laughs> thought I was calling one shop and I called a completely different shop. <laughs> when I went there for my job shadowing, I kind of, I drove up to the place that I thought it was, and I'm looking at the address, and I'm, this isn't right. And so I drove down the street, maybe three, four blocks down, and I found, ta-da, this is the place that said that they would let me come job shadow them. And there was a guy, his name is Mike, and he was working in the basement. And I remember this big Dodge diesel came in and it's just got like the blackest oil ever as soon as a diesel turns over the oil turns black I swear and I pulled the drain plug and I had oil all down my arm into my armpit and it was just like one of the happiest moments of my life <laughs> as oh, kind man. of disgusting as that is 
And I remember Mike like looking at me going like, you really enjoy this, don't you? And I'm like, I really, really do. This is, And that kind of was, you know, the moment where I knew that this is what I was supposed to be. When that happened to me, that was the moment I knew there's no fucking way I'm doing this for the rest of my life. Now I work in, now, now I work, now I work in an office. Yeah. Somehow, somehow so I, I did the same thing happen to me, just down your arm into your armpit. And you're like, what am I yeah. doing here? This is not what, this is not me. I spent, I spent bad. one summer roofing and realized that I was not made out for Blue manual collar. labor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then I went into hotels. Yeah. <laughs> now work for a bank. You know, yeah. where can I, like where can I go that has opposite. air conditioning? Yeah, exactly. Like, like there's no calluses on these hands. Yeah, nice I got smooth. my, they type, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's about the extent of it. Anyway. Um, so, and, and you, uh, how, how long did you work? in that place so or maybe not that location. that location no, honestly there. yeah so they <clears throat> kind of at the end of that job shadowing day they asked me if I wanted a job for the summer and I said yes because I was 16 and I was just getting my first car and I needed gas money and so I was like yeah sure so they hired me on but the shop was fairly slow so they had a few other locations in town so they transferred me to a different location and I worked there forever. It felt like I, I kind of, I worked there in high school and then I left because I ended up moving back to Winnipeg for a year. And when I was there, I decided I wanted to do something completely different. So I started working at the Nygaard store in Polo Park. <laughs> okay. So completely oh. opposite, right? I have questions. And, oh my god i know where this it's is going probably exactly what you're thinking oh. um, you opened you're, a can you're about to, I know, you're, I was you're about to ask if she it. met him right yeah. <laughs> yes i did a few times uh, i puked and again he, he does give off that vibe not even gonna lie i know someone that worked for, i know someone that worked directly for him oh like she was she's a bit she's a bit older and uh she worked like kind of when he was starting so this is like 30 40 wow. years ago yeah and uh when there was like one warehouse in winnipeg here so everything was all under one roof so it was like where they were making the clothes that it was all and he would come up and he would hire um i'll word it in a way that hopefully everyone understands cheap labor like a legally hired cheap labor and if someone messed something up he would walk up to their workstation and just take his hand and just throw all of their shit on the floor like he was just he was like he was such a stereotypical piece of shit and that was that that's not even that's not even remotely close to the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. for for his extracurricular activities but considering um, what we know now yeah yeah i mean mm-hmm. uh, him and mr epstein i think were uh, good buddies so yeah <laughs> so i applied to red river and then i applied to this the college where i live now and i kind of i don't know because i have family here and i have family there and i just i didn't want to have to make the decision because i'm very indecisive and i left it in the hands of fate and <laughs> i was like whoever accepts me that's where i'm going and funny enough is I applied too late in the year. So neither one of them accepted me for that school year. And I was like, <laughs> so I'm going to get accepted to both of them for next year. Like, what the hell am I going to do? And then I got a call from my mom 
two weeks before school started and said, hey, I got a call. They have an opening. Do you want to move back here and go back to school? And I was like, holy shit, this is the sign. Like I'm yes, I do. meant to move, right? So I said, yep. I gave my my one week's notice basically and packed all my stuff back up into my car and and then drove back here and started school like the next week and yeah it was it was good and and was it was it a a mechanics course sorry oh sorry yeah sorry Aaron go oh I was gonna say was it a relief that that happened was yes 100% because I knew that the next year because I applied so early I guess it would be for the next year that I knew I would get in to both of them and so I was really really upset about it and I just I didn't want to have to decide because it almost made me feel like I was choosing between my mom and my dad kind of thing you know Uh, so mm -hmm. yeah and me because you and and Elliot of course (laughs) I love him so much that he emceed my wedding it's very true I made him she, sit in the back asked. corner of my wedding. I didn't. Yeah, I know. I said <laughs> wow. I said at the fucking kids' table at your wedding, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I just put him. Aaron, Aaron got to be in the wedding like party. Daredevil. <laughs> Aaron yeah, got she, to be in the wedding party. Elliot got to sit in the back corner somewhere. Yeah, yeah. She made <laughs> wow. a huge mistake and gave me a mic and <laughs> like public forum to talk you, to people and. And you I think would I think okay. him like yelling like Tarzan would be embarrassing, but it was actually really amazing. No, is there videos? No, there's no video, but I do have a picture of him mid yell, like. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. That's that was thing. that was fun. That we did, we did. You did the. Uh, I say we, like it was me that was part of this fucking thing. Uh, you did uh, to instead of clinking glasses that's so old and outdated to to make the newlyweds kiss. You had a jar of, you got to do this in order for us to kiss. And I, so I'm like, I will be the first one. I'll show you how it's done. Whatever I reach in. And yeah, it was a fucking Tarzan thing was the first thing I had to I was like, Oh, well, guess I got to do it. So. I still think I that my favorite is, is when my aunt, your mother-in-law decided to wait until I was in the bathroom to go up and do hers. And then she just kissed Bill. <laughs> that was probably her plan from the start. And she does, like, and, and okay. the great the great part is that she does listen to this podcast from time to time, and she will absolutely oh, listen to it because you're in here, so she will hear that and probably not be upset at me because she knows I'm right. <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> anyway, so you go back to where you live now, and you're taking a mechanics course, I'm assuming, of yes. some manner or another. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what I, the course that I took, it was, uh, AST. So I was very, very new to the trade. I didn't know anybody in it. So I didn't really know the difference between the courses. So there there's two basically ways that you can enter into the automotive field. One of them is you're an apprentice, you get a job and then they sign you up for school. You go for school and repeat four times. You're done. The other one is doing it as a full-time course. So that's what I signed up for. And in that, I was actually asked to be on part of a, a panel, I guess, to, to sing the praises of this program. And I'm sure that I was 
chosen because uh, I'm a woman. <laughs> and which I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I do represent a, a small demographic, but, um, and I remember to me, it was a business meeting. So I dressed in business attire. I wore a, a white button up blouse, a black pencil skirt. I went to the meeting and I felt good about it. And then after the meeting, I walked by one of the classrooms and this fucking asshole <laughs> of a teacher came out of his classroom and said, hey, uh, it's Mara, Mara uh, can you come in here for a second? I was, okay, sure. Like he wasn't my teacher. He was a teacher from another year. And so, and he was an apprentice teacher. So wouldn't have a problem like that. Well, Not that big of a deal, it sounds like. Yeah, and kind of I was curious as to why he was calling me in there. And he called me in there to show the only woman that was in his class how he thought she should dress during class. Oh. And I was humiliated because it's not like this is what I wear when I'm working on cars. Like, if I wear my coveralls and t-shirts and pants, right? And I was just, I remember standing there and I was so like blown away. I didn't know what to say, what to do, because again, I was very, very green to all of this. I took high school mechanics and that was my exposure to it. And I just kind of was like, oh, okay. And the girl, like everybody in the class is looking at her and kind of laughing and huh, yeah, you should be wearing that. And then I was just kind of, um, okay, well I have to go now. And I walked out and I just, I was like almost in tears in the hallway because I was so just how can you think that be, that's acceptable sorry behavior? was this this was in front of people this is in front yeah. of the whole class. so I somehow misunderstood that I thought that he had pulled you off to the side like after class or something that's in front of a classroom yes oh fuck me that's that had to be first, that's the person that I don't yeah. like yeah that had to <laughs> been hard even on the other woman of course. Well, of course, right? that's Definitely. not inappropriate to one person. That's inappropriate to yeah. in a lot of ways. Yes, and I mean, like honestly, when I go to work in the morning, I well, I shower. I don't blow dry my hair. I basically I brush it, and if it's dry by the time I get to work, then great. I don't put makeup on. I wear my uniform, which is <clears> men's <throat> clothing. So it's like I would have never thought that going to school in the trade, I would have to look good like for who for what i'm learning like so I just, what was I don't his know. complaint was so... how how was he how was the other woman dressed she was in coveralls as it should have been <laughs> like she was dressed appropriately and yeah. i was dressed appropriately for a business meeting not for working on cars but apparently she well i mean like honestly from my memory, she was a skinny, attractive woman. So basically, he just wanted her to be eye candy for himself and for the other men. Because I don't know if maybe he just was one of those gentlemen who thinks that women shall be in the kitchen cooking or whatever. Like, I have no idea. But yeah, I just remember I was so, so, so mad. <laughs> and I mean, I didn't I didn't say anything until much later. And it didn't matter. What, did, what was her reaction? Tired silence complete silence we both kind of just looked at each other and looked at the floor and we didn't do anything and what were the men wearing yeah which that's important so, because yeah that's that's kind of bullshit um how how, uh, how many women were in your class 
Was so it when you? I was in the AST program, there was one other woman. And she, as far as I know, she did not continue on with it. She completed the schooling we signed up for. And then that was it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there was not like, so after the first year, which is technically your first and second year of schooling, I quit that program because I didn't have enough money to be a full-time student and not live at home. And I desperately did not want to live at home anymore. <laughs> so for me to move out, I had to get a job. And for me to continue on, I had to become an apprentice. So I got a job actually. So the, the loop center I was working at, I was still working there part-time and I had gotten a job at another, at a dealership. And it was basically, Hey, you're going to start on the loop bay. And then eventually we'll transfer you over to working on cars. And for me, again, being naive, I was like, perfect, great. I'll work here for a little bit and then I'll move over and become a mechanic. And I mean, looking back now, I've heard horror stories of people starting out the Lou Bay and you're there for three, four years because you get good at it. I mean, dealerships yeah, you're, money, making money, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking I was going to go do that. And the, the lube center that I was working for opened up an automotive repair center beside, and they said, Hey, you work here for a couple more months and we'll transfer you over to the automotive repair side. And that's what I did. And I worked there for 10 years or so and got my mechanics license. And then I moved to, um, the police and I've been there ever since. Amazing. I used to work in the lube bay, like, you uh i was joking around about it before we started recording about yeah so you get you you get some people there that i've i and i still know the people that um never left that how about that you progressed in your career i worded it i worded a little more professionally than i did earlier but um i always but there's two people there's two, two there's sort of two um personalities that work there for at least where, where I work, because you got the sales, the salespeople, yeah. right? And then you also have that also do a bit of work. Um, and then you've got other people like downstairs that are doing all it's all labor work, like it's all it's sort of very yeah. different. So you have a lot of different personalities in a in a loop center like that. I actually really loved working there. Mm-hmm. And uh you learn you do learn a lot of basics, but um I could never I, I yeah like i said before like it's i couldn't it's very monotonous it is you just do the same thing over and over and over and over and your pitches on everything are the same and it's shady too um i was gonna i was gonna ask and i didn't know how to well i'll say it forward without sounding like a total douche (laughs) because i don't know cars at all period so whatever but the company that i worked for they have now been purchased by a larger American company, but it was a family-owned business and they were great. Obviously sales yeah. matter. They wanted you to sell, but they also didn't want you to rip off the customer eyes. Yeah. So I never in my career at the Lube Center ever felt like I had to sell something that didn't need to be sold. And I think maybe that's kind of what helped me with my sales is I honestly believed that everything that I said needs to be done needed to be like it makes I such always, a huge difference. It does, mm-hmm. right? And even when I worked at the automotive side, like I ended up doing a lot of um, 
like dealing with customers, quoting, selling jobs, all of that stuff. And like the manager, which is my husband, he, his motto is always, <laughs> I, <laughs> I want your million dollars over the next 10 years. I don't want your million dollars. Now. Yeah, Meaning like, if I, like I rip that. you off now, you're never going to yeah, come back. You're, you're going to tell back. 800 yep. people and nobody's yep. ever going to come. The business will fail. So if we do a good job, we sell you what you need to have done, then I feel good at the end of the day, you feel good of your purchases that you've, because no matter what, if something needs to be done, you need breaks, I can show you yeah. your breaks are worn out, right? Like there's no secrecy. And I mean, vehicles, there's always some sort of a maintenance or repair that needs to be done on the vehicles. It's not hard. You're always going to find something. Money yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. Well, so, I, like, yeah, definitely. I saw people no like, <laughs> uh, see, and that's the place to place, right? Like I, for me, yeah. like we had such, like the incentive was like the amount of money that you can make if you're making your sales and you're hitting your bonuses and stuff like that. Like it was, it was obscene. Like I, I, I know for a fact, and I can, I can honestly say that I never sold based on this. But I know for a fact that guys had deals with each other because the guys downstairs got smaller bonuses than the guys upstairs. And I knew for I know for a fact that they'd make deals with each other where the guys upstairs, the sales guys would cut in more to the guys downstairs, like differential oils. Like that was the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Show them a sample of their diff oils and they've got, you know, they've got, they, they, they just taint the sample. They dirty up the sample so that they can, you know, that was the one that I saw the most um, or keeping yeah. a, keeping a uh just a little vat of uh dirty transmission fluid as well and just putting that on the sample cards like it's so easy and it's just you know like elliot when you're talking about like not knowing anything about vehicles you don't really have to know anything about vehicles just keep track of your vehicle because like if someone were to if someone were to show me dirty transmission fluid on my vehicle I could very confidently tell them to fuck off. And I don't know, I don't know anything about cars anymore. I mean, when I worked there, I, I knew how to change oil, change transmission fluid, like the, the basics, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I could confidently tell people that they're lying to me. Right. Even though I, yeah. I it's just about keeping track of it. Yeah, that was a, exactly. that was a, right. like a marketplace or something like that on CBC did a, did yeah. a big story, big expose on, on that and basically had a, had a woman, uh, they had her go to a bunch of different places. They, they took the car to their place and they went through it and said, okay, everything is perfectly fine with this vehicle, except this one thing. Now let's go see, let's go see what happens. And Mm -hmm. without, without fail, I think she went to three or four different places and Mm -hmm. each one of them found that thing plus two or three other things that were wrong and and whatever and so it just like i I, it's it's one thing that i hate i actually hate going to get oil changes because i just because i don't know to say no or yes a lot of the time in these things so i just tend to say no to everything and and it's probably not the right thing because there probably are scenarios (laughs) where they're not being shady which is why now my mechanic uh that we take our cars to now in saint norbert uh super awesome guys um they he's like i remember the first time i went there he he came to me with okay so here's the issue with your car there's this part that is needed I can get this one brand new. It'll be 
$8,000 or whatever it was, or I can get like a rebuilt one for half the price. What do you mm-hmm. want to do? It may not last as long as the brand new one, but it's half the price now and up to you. It makes no difference to me. And and I thought that honesty sold at that point. Yeah, now it goes I, such a, but yeah, it's like yeah. Tamara, you said with your husband, like it, I'm the, I'm the same way with my clients at work. I think I feel like that applies to every industry. Like I, I, I work with credit for, for a living and I, I decline people and people still come back to me. Cause it's like, if you give them the right information, if you treat them properly, if you are honest with them, like if you do all these things, like yeah, they're going to come back to you 15 more times. If you get a sale mm-hmm. out of them, but you're a dick about it, you're, that's the only time you're ever going to see them. So yeah, like yeah. I, I, I really like that, uh, that philosophy. And I think more people in the sales industry need to follow that philosophy and the reason that i like the company that i just took a job with um the reason that i i accepted the job is because of just this overwhelming feeling of honesty and integrity and it it just it spoke volumes to me so Mm -hmm. i i think that's so important in the sales world and so like you so with your career now so you're you're out of you're 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 working on the vehicles But mm-hmm. what is a day like? What what does your job entail? Like how like do do you get the car and then you guys outfit it or you like what's going on? I feel like <laughs> so, I've heard this story and I'm really excited to hear it again. So, uh-huh. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get the cars from factory, basically, you know the the filler lights that you see that stick out beside the windshield. Yeah, that's the only thing that comes in it as police equipment. So it takes usually between, I guess, 70 to 90 hours to build a police car from scratch. Wow. So that's including putting all the lights in, in like, there's lights in the headlights, the push bumper, um, siren, then there's the uh, more of like the bass speaker. Um, And then you go into the inside, there's tons of camera equipment and the police radio and all of the light and siren controllers then you have the silent partners that have to go in like the partitions um and then there's Uh, the equipment box in the trunk and that's where all of the the fancy computer stuff goes that makes it work i thought i thought every police car just had like guns attached to the hood or to the trunk <laughs> lid and like i've seen it in movies all the time right they open it up and they move this piece of cloth out of the way and there's like the an arsenal of, of yeah like that's not what's in there that's that's kind this, of this isn't men in black this is just <laughs> bullshit Are you think you're thinking of the swat team elliot yeah, yeah right. okay fine that's a different one so what was yeah. day one that's like the classified stuff so day one um so when I first started, uh, you start out in general mechanical. So you're doing the repairs, oil changes, all of the, everything that needs to be done to vehicles. And day one was absolutely insane. It's a big secure facility. You need ID cards to get in. Um, once you get in, then it's in through a few more secure doors to get to the garage. And then- You sure it's not it men was- in black? it feels like that sometimes um but actually like 
it was kind of funny because let's rewind a little bit here. Um, so when we first, when I first started, there was a weekend shift. So my first shift was going to be a Saturday, which means that no managers, anything like that, were going to be there to really show me the ropes and what needs to be done, where things go, whatever. So I first brought my toolbox in because that's something else that you have to think about transporting, right? Um, so honestly, my toolbox couldn't fit in my, uh, my Cavalier. So <laughs> I took Phil's truck to work. And it was kind of funny because I pulled it up out front of the building and everybody's kind of looking at me like, what the heck is going on here? And you go in and they kind of then give you your ID card and fingerprint you because they have to make sure you're not a criminal. And that was interesting. Never been fingerprinted before. And uh, then I pulled around into the, I know, <laughs> you know, uh, then I pulled the truck into the shop and it was so weird because there's so many people like, I guess not knowing what to expect right and because i'm honestly like another cool side note i'm the first female mechanic they've ever hired so it was a lot of wow. newness for That's them a university right? professor like, go fuck yourself bud <laughs> <laughs> or whoever he i was. know right <laughs> jerk yeah. um so it was kind of but there was, they did know a little bit because one of my husband's friends actually works for them. He's the one that was telling us about the job opening and that I should apply and all that stuff. So he was like, oh, you guys think that you're going to have to like worry about your language. You don't even know her husband. So you just wait. Like she probably will say more things than you're even prepared for. <laughs> and I mean, I do got kind of quite a mouth on me sometimes. But anyways, so I go in there and I'm like, what? <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes, Sometimes a lot ass. of the times. <laughs> <laughs> so I drive into the shop with the truck and my toolbox on the back and everybody's kind of looking and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, so they lifted my toolbox. So quite a few guys lifted my toolbox out of the back of this truck and we kind of rolled it around and like into where I was going to work. And it was like, okay, well, I guess that's it. I'm leaving now. And I left and went back to, to the other shop I was working at. So Saturday I started and it was surreal almost like honestly the first time I've ever been in a police car and I'm driving it out of the building onto the street <laughs> and it, it was just it was like I don't know there's no way to really like you almost felt bad like you're not supposed to be driving a police car around but you are and that is what you're supposed to do and you're getting paid to do it like it was it was really neat and I mean that's probably one of my most favorite parts of my job is driving police cars around because it's like leading a parade. I feel like a parade marshal every day because nobody wants to pass you no matter how slow or how fast. Right. So yeah, you didn't drive down the road and you look in the mirrors and there's like 30 cars behind you. And I've never understood so, that. Just drive the fucking speed limit and it's okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> like it's and not if you a big pass deal. It, it's fine, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've passed. I'd be I'd be cars. such a dick if I was a cop with that kind of thing too, because I'd probably oh, drive 100%. like 59 <laughs> <laughs> and just to see, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I've done I've done a few playground zones because oh I I absolutely hate when people speed through playground zones. Yeah. So I've done a few where I'm doing like 22 and a 30 <laughs> and I can see people Perfect. like coming up and then, and then all of a sudden their nose goes down, like they're slamming on their brakes and they're like, Oh my gosh, please. Like, I'm not, I couldn't do anything if you passed me at 80 in a playground zone, like realistically. 
but I love yeah. the people that complain about the the playgrounds. Those like it's it's two fucking blocks. Like shut up. Like just drive and yeah. then speed up and go on with your day. Like it's really mm-hmm. it's really not that big of a deal. And 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 then it's oh it's a money grab. Nope, it's not. If you just drive the speed limit, it's not a money grab. It's very simple. Yeah. It seems like it would make sense, but I don't know where <laughs> we live. Um, yeah, Winnipeg my, drivers aren't the smartest, though. Yeah, we'll this, that. yeah. Well, okay, so <clears throat> I have a question for you, and it's going to sound like kind of, it's it's a stupid but not stupid question. So yeah, you mentioned, see. you mentioned, no, it's not. It, you mentioned interviewing, like like applying for a job and stuff like that. Yeah. So like when, like I'm in sales, I've been in sales since I was 15 years old. Every job basically I've ever had has surrounded customer service and sales. So I sit down and I go through performance records and, you know, sales, sales results. And, you know, give me a time that you had to do this with a client or a client did this and you had like all this stuff. So what does a job interview look like for a mechanic? Like you're qualified, you're experienced what else do they look for when when you're getting a job like you're you you do now for example like why would you beat out another candidate um so honestly i think a lot of it had to do with my resume and cover letter they have examples on their website of how they want you to format it so i okay. did exactly how they follow directions a lot of the the from what i've heard they're how they cut candidates is they have a computer scan through all of the because I think when I applied there was something like over a thousand people that applied for the job and myself and one other person got hired wow so see that's what I mean to me that was a big thing so then they narrowed it down narrowed it down narrowed it down and then they called me in for an interview so I went in for the interview and I felt like I was going to throw up because you go in they have two people from the garage and then they had an HR person there so there's three people on one side and there's me on the other side and it was I think probably the most nervous I've ever been in my life and they just okay so uh tell me a little bit about yourself and they did do that format as well where it was okay tell me a time in your career where you messed up and something bad happened and how did you deal with it yeah okay that's fair um yes so I mean I, do you guys want to hear the story? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, actually, the I funny thing is, like, the story. I I told my husband the story that I told him. He's like, "Why would you say?" That? Yeah, I have I to point like, something out. I don't know. I don't know. I just an, on my phone, an ad oh, just came on. up for Mr. Lube. <gasps> because they're always talking li- about it so much. They are always <clears throat> listening. I'm telling you. <laughs> I should be wearing my mm-hmm. tinfoil hat. Okay, I want to hear your story. I'll shut up. You really should. Okay, so I was working on a Savannah van. And nice. The, well, yeah. Classic. So first off, I'm doing it just right. I know. I love them. They're one step up from an Astro van. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm working on this it's thing. The Cadillac and of I, the Astro van. Yeah. It is. <laughs> So I'm telling them, okay, you need transmission cooler lines. They're leaking. It's a Chevy thing. Like you need to do these ones. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I will. And it's okay. Well, if you're not going to, you need to make sure you're checking the transmission cooler because they're, they're leaking pretty bad. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I will. 
like literally three days later, it comes in on a hook because they blew the transmission lines apart and now it needs a transmission. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you. I told so, you so. Right? So I'm like, okay. <laughs> fucking told I look so. at the fluid. Yeah. <laughs> There's clutch material everywhere. I'm like, okay, so like you need the cooler lines, you need the transmission. And part of the warranty for the transmission is if there's chunks inside the cooler, which is inside the radiator, that needs to be replaced as well. So he needs everything. So now instead of just needing the cooler and the lines, he needs lots more work done. What you're saying is they should have so, listened to you in the first place. And, and it would have saved money, right? Imagine so them. I know. So we order everything up and I replace them. And GM has got these clips that hold the lines in. And I've always hated them like they're like a quick connect clip so they they make sense they have their place but I just they always made me nervous because I never felt like I connected them properly and of course greatest fear realized another day later it comes back in on the hook because even though I grabbed the line and I pulled on it and I made sure that it was in it really I don't think it was in properly and the line blew off and it fried the completely brand new transmission that I just put in nice so I was like, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing because I just, I felt so like, of course, they're going to look at me like I'm some stupid girl that doesn't know what they're doing. And I mean, the guy was great about it. He goes, oh, as long as I don't have to pay anything, I don't care. <laughs> so from the transmission Fair. place and I kind of said, I'm like, okay, I messed up completely. Honestly, I messed up and we need to fix this. And I just need a new transmission. And they said, well have you know that we had another shop do a transmission in a different city and that transmission failed in your city? If we send you two new transmissions, can you replace the other one? And we'll just charge you for the parts that failed on the transmission that you installed. Deal. Like, okay, this sounds like a good deal. So got the new transmission, replaced it. They only charged us for whatever clutch packs needed to be replaced. And then we did this transmission on this Lincoln, which was the biggest pain in the ass. And they were probably laughing at me as soon as I hung up the phone that I agreed to do this. We got and, a sucker. She fucked up. Like, she can't say no. We've never done this before. <laughs> we got one. We got one. I know. I know. <laughs> and so like I, I couldn't have been like a, oh I missed a nail in the tire and it leaked and like do you know what I mean like I couldn't have told a worse story of me messing up to these people and then I, as soon as I finished telling a story I was like uh-oh like they're not gonna hire me knowing me that like I screwed up so badly and then they started asking me about other things like what are you working on right now and I was doing some I was doing lifters on a Dodge Ram and so like pulling the head off changing the lifters out whatever and I kind of said yeah this is what I'm doing right now and okay great so have you worked on many Fords like yeah I have like obviously not as much because we are a general automotive shop so we do everything uh, but I think that I'm fairly adequate <laughs> saying all these stupid things like that like adequate like who says that like you should be saying yes I know exactly what I'm doing I could do all of this and uh they kind of were like okay well thank you for coming in I'm like I'm not getting this job <laughs> thank you for having me and I'll see you never and I got a call back probably I think it was four or six weeks later 
saying, um, here's your conditional job offer. You need to go get a drug test done. And like, your, here's your letter of offer based on you passing the drug test. So then of course, like me, I like don't do drugs. So there was nothing to be worried about, but still when you're sitting in the lobby waiting for a drug test to go work for the police, like it was still nerve wracking. <laughs> what if, like, what if oh I inhaled gosh. something? I was at a, <laughs> I was at a party and I did meth and I didn't realize it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck i forgot i did coke last weekend 16 times god damn it <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it was nerve-wracking but yeah and then after it was like the guy it was funny when i did the test like it was pee in a cup or whatever and it was super awkward because like you're not allowed to flush the toilet they've surround wrapped the toilet everything is taped up so you like pee in the cup and then you give your cup to the guy standing outside he comes in and looks in the toilet to make sure you didn't flush it i'm like is this really how drug tests go wow <laughs> like super naive to the process right and so he goes outside and he's standing there waiting and he peels off the label and he kind of looks at it and writes a bunch of notes down and standing there like did i pass like <laughs> <laughs> he goes, it's clean you're good i'm like oh good thank you like i knew i was gonna pass but still i don't know that why i was be... so worried that would be so hard because like i know those i'm sure the cups aren't exactly big what if you really had to go and you had to like cut it off midstream and you can't use the fucking toilet this beside you i would like pee my pants well, you can <laughs> use the toilet but you're just not allowed to flush it oh okay so, sorry i thought you like, said that they covered it up and everything like you couldn't even no like okay. you i misunderstood i mean it would be impossible for me to do it like is there a drain on the floor for me to stand over I know. That's why I was like, "Holy crap! Good for you! Impressive! (laughs) That you're definitely hired when you have skills like that." Oh my god! What she actually did was sit in the sit in the sink to finish off. (laughs) I mean, you guys have seen bridesmaids, right? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. shitting in the street. (laughs) You're really doing it. (laughs) Oh, love it! Look away! Look away! That was. So when you got that offer to that now you're in and, and whatever, that just must have been the second greatest day behind meeting me, I would say, in your life. <laughs> yes, obviously, that's number one. Yeah, forget, forget, forget about your wedding, the whole baby thing, whatever. Right here. Uh, yes. <laughs> anyway, sorry, it must have been pretty amazing to, it was, to get that call. You know what? Like it that. was and it it wasn't <clears throat> at the same point, like so I've been working with Bill for ever, right? We were engaged. We were just about to be married. And it was like the sudden realization that I wasn't going to see him all the time. It kind of like, I don't know, made me nervous, kind of freaked me out. Like, cause he, like not to gloat or anything, but I'm like, my husband's a really, really good mechanic. So I always felt secure that if I didn't know what I was doing or like came across a really crazy problem that he would help me and now I'm going someplace where he's not there to to be my it's a mentorship almost too yeah 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 and you can't some I'm sure there's scenarios there's scenarios that you can't really bring up work issues to a certain extent with him right (laughs) yeah like so I was working on this tank and yeah And like, I don't know, it just, it felt really, it was scary too, right? Like I'd been with that shop for 10, 10 years, just over 10 years. So like, 
changing and and doing something so completely different was it was it was terrifying there's something and... scary just in general about a change like it, it's the, the mm-hmm. i mean I, I i've joked about it but i really did quit my job to go to another company and it was it was really scary like and not only am i did i quit a job i i kind of am, i'm not going to a different industry but i'm leaving a bank <clears throat> and it's like it's you're stepping out from under this big safety net that i've had for the last like since 2011 mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. all these things that you feel kind of protected from that you're exposing yourself to for me and it's just the change of like are the kids gonna be nice to me on the first day of school and like all yeah. this you know what i mean like it's yeah. i i can relate like it it's it is a scary feeling especially for like you said you've been there for 10 years that's a big change yeah and I mean like the other thing too that like so I dealt a lot with customers at the other shop and now you're not really like the police are your customers so you deal with them very very little compared to how I was before so I mean I was just at the shop a couple weeks ago and just stopping in to say hey and there was a couple of customers there that I hadn't seen in a long time and like just the conversation and like we have customers that they're they started coming to us when their kids were like early teens and now they're driving their own cars and they're bringing their cars in right so it's almost like you develop like really good relationships with these people and you don't see them anymore and it kind of makes you miss them if that's if that's the right way to say it like I don't know. You get attached to these people and places and, and now you're gone. Right. I get it. So, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Blake. No, I was just, I I don't mean to, I just relate to myself because I really am going through something very similar right now where I've just walked away Mm -hmm. from a whole bunch of clients. I've walked away from three years worth of clients and, and because of the way I had to leave because I took a job with a competitor, I don't get to say bye. If I run into them on the street, maybe, but other than that, I, my company mm-hmm. has has not is not allowing me to cut ties with anybody. So, like yeah. I, I can relate to that too, where it's like all of a sudden these people are just not going to know where I am, and their life yeah. will go on; they'll be just fine. But it's it is a, a relationship that you build over a number of years, and yeah, just to have it be mm-hmm. over, yeah. So I want to know how bad do cars come into you after the fact like how bad are she's the building them elliot <laughs> i know but she was also working she's on the them before, before the fact <laughs> but yeah. she worked on them as well you dude, yeah 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 okay i'm just being a dick like oh. no like how how bad how bad do some of these cops drive <laughs> you know like that's it's, that's kind of like honestly some of it is is unbelievable like we had um actually one of i think a bad one was we had um a police officer that had pulled somebody over on the side of the road. And I don't know if it was moth to a flame effect or something like that, but somebody had absolutely no idea and drove right into the back of the police car. And it, the vehicle is totaled. So, I mean, I've seen anything from bent rims and like just broken bumpers and stuff like that from pursuit to full, complete right off vehicles that need to be towed into the building and they're just not drivable at all anymore so it's like seeing them so, is kind of yeah would, so would you put you those would what you, they do yeah right 
Would you put those back together, those ones that are right fucked? Or do you just send no. them to the scrap heap and call it a day? Yeah, so we pull all of the police equipment out of them. Um, and then they, oops, then they go to the junkyard or auction, whoever purchased them for scrap metal. Awesome. Um, one of my favorite things, and I know you probably know where I'm going with this. Um, it was like a year ago-ish, maybe a year and a half ago. Um, outside of my house and across the street, I think there was, uh, I think I think the family that lives across the street from us have somebody with the Winnipeg Police Service were, that they know or related to or whatever. And this undercover truck, SUV style truck was, was there. And, and I mean, I don't know much about cars, like I mentioned, but I'm not an idiot. <laughs> like you can kind of fucking That's tell. That's debatable. So, well, yeah. <clears throat> so, so as a, as a total joke, I took a picture of it and sent it to you and said, <laughs> Hey, do you, do you think, do you think this is a cop car? Question mark. As oh, you told us silly. about this conversation. Right. And then, <laughs> and then what I get back, like, 30 seconds later i swear to god it was so fast to come back it was probably a little bit longer obviously what i get back though is you took my picture and edited it and circled all the things like this is this this is this <laughs> this is this we put this in over here yes that's a cop car like <laughs> Jesus it, was, it, was, it was the greatest thing ever I, I did it as as a pure joke and she just did her job and yeah it was it did her was, job it was that's awesome you know <laughs> Yeah, yes it is and this is how it is and this is where this yeah it was it was the I, I i wish i wish i kept that picture and i i don't think i have it anywhere maybe i'll find be able to find it sometime but that was yeah. what that was that was enjoyable for me <laughs> what i've always wondered about is the technology and i'll i mean maybe work worry this carefully because i don't know how much you can and can't tell us but like there's so much technology that goes into a regular car let alone a cop car like the the computers and the sensors and they're not even going to pretend to know the lingo like the shit that goes in there is fucking <laughs> ridiculous does it, it like how does how do you maintain that like technology can be your best friend or your worst enemy like oh that's a very hard question um so with a lot of those police cars like the ones that we purchase that have police package they come with an upfitter package so they're meant to be upfitted with this equipment. Okay. So that makes it a lot easier because then you're working with the car versus against the car. Like uh, you're not okay. trying to out, outsmart the systems because they're meant to, to work with it, right? Um, the hard part is, is knowing what technology is going to work for you. So like there's so many different brands out there and different ways of, of, installing this stuff like different locations in the vehicle so it's it's really above my pay grade <laughs> I guess to to decide those things and and figure out like the manager that I have right now is great he's really trying to involve all of the people in the setup department to kind of have a, a, a say into what is going into the vehicles and what kind of equipment we're using um, kind of get our opinions on what we like, what we don't like. Um, there is a, a committee that does have final say on to like placement of 
things like lights or whatever. Um, but as for the actual equipment, it's kind of up to our imagination, I guess you could say. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a lot of trial and error because <laughs> it yeah. is at the end of the day, like personalized to each police department, like no two police departments are, are the same. And I do know that um, my manager has talked to other police outfits um, just to compare like what technology they're using, how they're setting it up. And I know that he has visited um, like a few other cities, police garages to see what they're doing, how they're setting things up and, and getting ideas, I guess, on what the best compromise of, of technology and everything would be. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. So when they take those cars to the auctions, do obviously they take out the technology, so to speak, but can they reuse that technology in other cars? Yes. And we have been, been doing that. So, I mean, like some of the wiring and stuff is, it's not realistic to reuse that, but all of the hardware, like the, the controllers, the cameras, all of that stuff gets reused. Right. Mm -hmm. Just as long <clears> as, prisoners haven't damaged too much <laughs> well that's i guess that's that's another thing right because obviously there's the the the, yeah. the cage in the back and everything yes. like that and i'm sure these guys aren't exactly happy to be there so they're like are you replacing bashed out windows and dented doors actually you and... know what they're they're like any <clears throat> body damage does need to get dealt with but the like for windows and stuff like that i have not seen a prisoner bust out a window and I think that maybe it's because they can't get their feet through the bars <laughs> no, <laughs> completely honest like I yeah. I have I've seen prisoners try like them trying to do damage in the back there and the aftermath of that but none of it has been substantial by any means it's I mean more, they're built I'm sure that back seat is built to get the shit kicked out of it yes <laughs> most definitely are um and I mean, like, but that's not even, it's more of the bodily fluids. From people I was just going to say, counter. as long as you're the one that's not cleaning, <laughs> as long as you're not cleaning the car, then. No, no, fine. there's, there's definitely somebody else that does that. That's not me. <laughs> and, and I'm not like, pardon the pun here, but that's a shit job. That one for sure. Oh like, my you, gosh. Have you, you seen have the other guys? no idea. No oh, idea. He will have sex in your car again. <laughs> Dirty Mike and the boys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've oh, seen some of the reports are are just I just can't believe humans can be that disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're mostly guys, and that's part of the problem. We're we're not necessarily <laughs> the best people in the world. So. And I mean, add a few drinks, like yeah yeah absolutely yeah and um yeah the 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 backs the back seats i've i've i don't know if like they're not cloth seats leather seats back there right like they're just they must be vinyl plastic or vinyl. Something. yeah 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 mm -hmm. yeah hmm. crazy oh, love it yeah um well, I don't want to keep you super long, uh, as Blake likes to say, and to uh, shit, I've forgotten what it is that you say, uh, to be conscious of, of time, or out of respect, respect for your time, for your stuff time. like that. So I don't want to keep you for, for too long. So it, you know, it's, I, 
I'm super happy that uh, that we were able to work out that you were able to yeah. to come on and 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 hang out with us uh, here. And normally, normally this is the point where we tell the person to plug themselves and tell us where we can <laughs> find them on Instagram and Facebook. But you're we're not going to talk about opposite. that. So you're the <laughs> exact opposite. She didn't um, tell us anything was classified. Yeah, yeah, it's you disappointing. Didn't ask. I tried, I tried with the technology. So how but fast, I'm... how fast do these cars actually go? I'm just curious. So if I were to need to get out of the back seat of one of those, what would be the best way to do it? You know what? You can't. <laughs> Don't. I, when I'm building them, I may have on one occasion locked myself in the back. Oh my God! Well, okay. Is there a story and behind there's this? There's no Let's way go. out. Yeah, because I still got go. time. I still got. I still got time. There's more. There's Did more. Jerome yeah. McGinley, do you still have another, time? Another. Another. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the interior handles are disabled, and yeah. I Soccer. was checking to make sure that they were disabled. So I had the one door closed, and I opened up the driver's rear door, and I crawled in to check the other side. I have a better way of doing that now. This was just a dumb rookie mistake of not knowing what I was doing. And I grabbed the handle and I pulled it to make sure I couldn't open the door. But when I got in, I didn't make sure that the door was all the way open. So, Uh, you know, when you don't open a door all the way, it closes on its own. Amazing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like, please, somebody come let oh, me out you, of here. You did not say, oh, oh my gosh. You did not no. say. Your, your, your mom's coming out there. Your inner mom is coming out. <laughs> it was you said, fuck me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what did I just what do? What did I just do? Oh, my heavens. Oh, God. My phone isn't even here. I'm yelling. I'm like, fuck, somebody open this damn door. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you found out that you can't actually kick out the back windows of a cop car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, oh. and honestly, when I when I'm working on cars, I always roll down all of the windows. It's just I don't know a thing I do. So the windows were down, but the bars are too close together. You can't get your hand out. Right. <laughs> so I was literally just so, stuck in that backseat. Mm-hmm. Who, whomever it was that let you out, did they have at least a little bit of fun and yes. laugh at you and take pictures and and they all did that not kind of take pictures, but they definitely laughed at me. Because yeah. I feel that's like I would that's like that, that's story. that's right up that's right up my alley just to just to shit on whoever it was that was that locked themselves in the back of the, the police car that they were working on that's that, that's hilarious oh mm-hmm. man good stuff um do you do you two clowns have anything insightful to uh, to no, carry on here uh, and ask I don't know if Aaron noticed my Jerome McGinley joke I was quite proud of that. I was very happy with it because you're wearing the Hockey Canada sweater, and I just Ah, thought that that was super appropriate. Oh, I I, shout out to uh, the Roma Gimma. Oh, University of Manitoba Bison's women hockey. I sang the anthem for them twice yesterday and uh, Friday as well. So we wear anthem singing. Had two hockey games yesterday. Friday and Saturday. Wow. Oh, you want to hear something interesting? Yeah. No. So I am super excited. Volleyball is yep. back. I'm coaching again this year. There you go. Um, I was starting to get concerned that I may actually never get to coach again because the schools are limiting outside outsiders people coming into the school. Yeah. Ah, right, but yeah. they've said, as long as I'm double vaccinated, I can approve it. I'm fine. Like it's, it's all good. I'm like, yep. 
it's super uncomfortable. What, Elliot? Is it uncomfortable that you have to go into school with that pedophile mustache? No, they haven't stopped me at the door yet. <laughs> Most of the practices are like 8.30, so I can kind of sneak in. and. Okay. Um, yeah, but, sure. uh, yeah, so um, uh, they uh, basically, so school, like season starting. And so I'm talking to one of the other coaches, and they're talking about how they're in this U of W tournament. And the U of W tournament's a big tournament. And okay. so they're having a problem. Everyone that enters, like that walks onto the U of W premises, it's their rule. You have to be double vaccinated. But you can't ask kids that are under the age of 18 if they're double vaccinated. Like it's against the law to ask them their medical, mm-hmm. anything medical. Okay. <clears throat> How the fuck do you run a tournament for high school kids if you won't let people that are double vaccinated on the premises, but you can't ask people if they're double vaccinated? That sounds like a you problem. <laughs> No, not it's not. Problem. It's not a me problem because my team is not in that tournament. It's a it's oh, the varsity okay. girls. It's the varsity <laughs> girls team. But ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, and it's... we have to play with the guys. All have to play with masks on. We have to coach with oh, masks on. Yeah, oh. it's. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> it's fine. I guess it's super obnoxious. It's inconvenient, but it's not. Yeah. You know, we still yeah. have twenty four guys out at our tryouts, so people still want to be there right so tamara is that 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 has to be something with with where you're working as well right like do you do you have to be in order to go into the building be double vaxxed or what's the rules there um they haven't come out with any rules as of yet but um if i'm in my bay by myself working i don't have to wear a mask but as soon as i leave my little yeah rectangle of real estate i need to put a mask on and, and wear it throughout the yeah. whole building so that was like right. me and my work like if i was in my office with my door closed i could have my mask off but as soon as my door was yeah. open or i left my office i had to have my mask mm-hmm. on <clears throat> uh-huh. yeah cool amazing all right, all right. well um all right. All right. thank you again we we had okay. a, a last second funny story so that was fantastic i appreciate that <laughs> yeah. hey, now we definitely add something too oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh did you, you have stories about entire... Elliot? <laughs> no. Okay. okay. <laughs> Throughout your entire. She does, I think. She's just holding back. I no, don't know what wouldn't. you're talking about. <laughs> um, throughout my whole career, I've dealt with a lot of bullshit from yep. mm-hmm. people thinking that I'm just some dumb girl because I refuse to tone down my girliness and. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I want, if there is any other women out there thinking that they, or even men too, like if they want to get into something that's typically a woman dominated field, like nursing or something like that, that just like, fuck everybody, yeah. just do it. Because I like, and it's been hard because I feel like I almost have had to work so much harder to prove myself more than mm-hmm. any of my coworkers or anything like that over the years, just to, I don't know, overcome the stigma of, of being a blonde woman. I don't, I don't know, but it's just, yeah. you know what, in the end, like I almost quit when I was in my third year of my apprenticeship and I didn't, and I'm so grateful that I didn't. So I just want to say like, it is incredibly discouraging and you're going to want to quit 800 million times 
but if your heart's in it, just do it. Fuck everybody else. I, uh, throughout this conversation, I, you know, the, 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 the topic of, you know, we said it early, like how you're in a male dominated industry and you seem to be very fucking good at what you do and kicking ass. And (laughs) I kind of uh, wanted to ask sort of some questions around working in that industry, but you know, I sort of dialed back a little bit because I just thought, you know, let's just hear about what you're good at. Like that doesn't like to like, you know, but you brought it up. It's like it, it, you know, it's really cool. Like I am uh, married to a fucking diehard feminist that just, you know, wants to see, loves to see, hear everything about, you know, women kicking ass and everything like that. And I feel like you're like, you're just good at what you do. And that's awesome. Yeah. It, it, it took a, a long time. Like, yeah. To to feel confident. No, because I'll tell you one thing. When I was working at the Loop Center, I remember I was 16 and I just started working there. And I was doing a whole bunch of services on this Jeep Grand Cherokee. And it was like driveline fluids, belts, fluid flush, everything. And this, the middle of the summer. So there's five or six cars lined up behind each bay. And the guy that was behind my bay, got out of his truck and yelled at me. This is all bay's doors are open. He went, hey, tits, how much fucking longer are you going to be? And I froze, <laughs> of course, because I'm like 16. I have no idea what to do. And everybody does that big look and looks at me. And I went downstairs and I cried for like 15 minutes. Why are people looking no at you? Why isn't someone not going to fucking punch that guy's teeth in? I know. And he, he put his car in reverse and yelled at everybody and, and he backed out of the line and he left. Thank God. But it was so like, those are just a few instances of, of dealing with that bullshit. And it's incredibly Mm -hmm. disheartening when you're, all you're trying to do is just do your job, right? Like do something that you're passionate about and that you love. And that's what people do. And it's, it's awful. I I feel like, uh, he made the right choice of backing out because <laughs> like like ser- like servers and you don't right. piss off your servers because they're Damn making it, your did food. I forget to put oil in that car this I don't remember. Yeah. no no it's more like oops I accidentally nicked this brake line oh well yeah that's my oh my <laughs> you know, I would like, never <laughs> I know you I know you wouldn't but it's fun to think but, about oh, those things it's like I can yeah. really fuck you up right now and I'm too good of a person to do that, but I could really, uh, yeah, yeah, I could really screw your shit up real good here. Because and I'll tell you one more, <laughs> actually. So okay. when I was an apprentice, I was working on this uh, Toyota. It had an airbag light on, and I brand new, right? So I'm following the diagnostic procedure and everything. And I went up and I would tell um, Bill, like, "Okay, hey, this is what I found." He goes, "Okay, hey, well, what's the next step? Go do that." go and do that and I came back up again and the guy whose vehicle was was waiting up front for an answer and he got up and as I'm standing at the front counter literally three feet from Bill the guy gets up and he looks at me and then looks at Bill and then this is the last time he looked at me too by the way like I disappeared and he said why is she working on my car and Bill kind of looked at him and went what like what do you mean why is she working on my car? I booked the appointment with you. And he said, well, everybody books the appointment with me. Like I am the person who books the appointment. So as the manager of this location, I book the appointments and I delegate the work and she's the one that is doing the job. 
well, I don't want her working on my car. And Bill kind of looked and said, okay, that's fine because I'm the manager and like, this is my shop. So if you don't want her working on the vehicle, then you're obviously not comfortable with the shop at all. So we can definitely put it back together and pull it around front for you if you'd like. And then you can pay us the hour diagnostic. Yeah. I like your husband. He's a good guy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm surprised he was that nice. He's like, I could, I could see him just go off. Oh my gosh. I think he really wanted to, but it was a kill him with kindness. Like, okay, obviously yeah, yeah. you don't trust her, then That's you don't trust like anybody it. here. Yeah. And the guy looked like he kind of did a double take, like, what? And it was like, yeah. So what is it? She works on it or you Get can take it down the street. Yeah. yeah. And so he ended up leaving it and he very, very was like super nervous. And I could see him walking around the outside of the shop. Like, but I don't know. That's just having a manager like bill i think also helped me stay in the in yeah. the empowers because, i mean you. if like i had having it it does yeah, right yeah. made me feel like okay what i'm doing i like i like doing it and and i feel good doing it now like good fuck you get out of yeah. the show yeah 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 <laughs> amazing that's great Having awesome. a manager yeah. that has your back goes so far. Yeah. I am yeah. saying this to someone who didn't have that yeah. previously. <laughs> it's it goes a long way. That's I, it, exactly. <laughs> it'll yeah. stop there, but <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm old and I have to work in the morning, so oh I'm no gonna, shit, uh, I'm gonna go to bed. And, I don't. Uh, I know. So Aww. edit and get a fucking show on time. How about that? <laughs> and on that note, thanks again, yeah. Tamara. Tamara, thank you so much for, oh, you for are hanging so out with us welcome. today. Um, this was, and, it was a lot uh, of fun. I told you it would be. You got all nervous and stuff, but you didn't have to. I know. Fun. I was texting People Elliot. Always... Uh, what was it yesterday? I'm like, I'm so nervous. People <laughs> always get nervous, and then after they're texting me, like, I had so much fun. I'm like, that's why we fucking you. We don't do this because millions of people listen. We do this because <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah. 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 And yeah, and, and they they quickly realize that we have no preparation, no <laughs> actual interview skills, and things no along those lines. We're, I'm sitting here watching TV better. half the time. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I was gonna text We're you. Like, uh, can you please forward me the questions that you are gonna ask me prior to? <laughs> yeah. So I sent her a blank like, sheet. Oh wait, hang on. This is Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote a question. I wrote a question mark on a blank sheet of paper and sent it to her. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know how I answered it. I'm sorry. That is classified information. Yes. There it is. <laughs> and that's the title of this episode. Sorry, it's yeah, classified. This is classified. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh awesome. Tamara, thanks so much. Aaron, uh, thanks as always for for like dressing down and not making us feel like scrubs because you used to always be in suits and stuff, Blake. Uh, Speak for yourself. I'm in top-notch gear here. No, Eagles. It's, mm. it's like a really old fly, had that like Eagles, 12 years. What? No, stop singing. Stop singing. Just, just, <laughs> just, please. This hoodie I've had for two years. This hat I've had for okay. maybe three. Do you want to know how else I've had other pieces of clothing in my wardrobe? Because I can tell no. you. No, it's okay. I just, it's, it's never okay. Mind. It's fine. 
That's not, not where I was going. That's not where I was going with that, but that's all right. Anyway, you in the fucking episode this, already and stop talking? I, well, I, I would if you would. You know, that's that's kind of the thing. This has been another episode of Geezer the Kid. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh shit! Hold on. Oh.